Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You may be seated this morning. Because of people like Brother Cheryl. We are greater because of people like Mel Casey. She's kind to everyone she meets. She's giving. She is just the epitome of class and um, being kind to people. And I think we're greater because of her. Greater Life Church is greater because of people like Sean Passignano. He's always there at the door, meeting people with a smile on his face. He stays late after services. He makes sure the sanctuary is in perfect order. It's clean. It's ready to go for the next service. And he's there every time at prayer, seeking God's face. Greater Life Church is greater because of people like Marlene Richards, because she looks after our kids and anybody that serves in iKids. We truly appreciate molding the minds of the future generation of this church. Greater Life is greater because of people like the teachers in the SOAR class who are helping the younger generation set the foundation for what is to come of Greater Life. I am greater because of people like Jimmy Jacks, who is always willing to help out around the church when needed, always has a friendly smile, and always been a great friend to me. We are greater because of Sister Rosemary Johnson. I have received cards in the mail, pats on the back, but she has got the most kindest heart. She's giving, and I am greater because of her. We are greater because of Greater Life Church is greater because of people like Leroy Long. Leroy Long is always there. He comes to the need of the church. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is, what the need is. He's there. He's faithful. I'm so thankful for people like Leroy Long. We are greater because of people like Sister Nietzsche always finding something kind to say to someone, whoever's walking in the door. I like your dress today, or you have a beautiful smile. Sister Michi's the first one to tell you that. Greater Life Church is greater because of people like Sister Gail Leonard. She's always been there when I needed someone to talk to and is always smiling 
and goes out of her way to make sure that everybody feels loved at Greater Life. And for Hillary Baker. Greater Life Church is greater because of people like Malachi Howard. We are greater because of you. So Grand Life Church is greater because of people like Regina Lee, because she just makes you feel like you're family and you're just welcome here. And she just she's always there to talk to you when you're down. She's there to pick you up and her spirit just keeps you going. And her faith to God is just amazing and her love for the Lord is just outgoing and just she's just a beautiful person. We are greater because of you. Grand Life Church is greater because of people like Vanessa Downey. Vanessa Downey has always been there for people whenever they need them, no matter if it be music ministry, kids ministry, youth ministry, wherever they need a helping hand, she's there. We're greater because of people like you. I'm Andrew Schrader, and I'm greater. Greater Life is greater because of people like Brother Ethan and Sister Lauren. They are very compassionate and they're so kind and they care so much about other people and they're very devoted to their jobs as youth pastors. Hi, I'm Caitlin Baker and I am Greater Life. We are Greater Life we are greater because of you. We are greater because of you. Greater Life Church is greater because of people like Elaine Long. We are greater because of every prayer warrior, every single mother, every faithful saint. Greater life is greater because of every child, every young person, every woman, every man. We are greater because of every elder, every volunteer. Greater life is greater because of you. You ought to stand and give yourself a hand this morning. Praise God.
need to turn and high-five somebody and tell them you are a very important person. So thankful for all of you that are here today. What a great presence of the Lord. And we're excited about what we're going to enjoy in just a few moments. But before we go there, I want to share with you what I feel the Lord has been talking to me about for months. And I hate to tell you, but I have never in my entire ministry ever preached or taught on what I am going to be preaching and teaching about this morning. I've alluded to it, but I've never taken time to really um, speak directly to it. But I feel compelled to do that for a few moments. Romans chapter 12, I'm going to read verses 5, verses 3 down through verse number 6. And I'm reading from the message translation, which is a paraphrase of Scripture. But it puts it in our... Uh, terminology that we can more easily identify with. So if you read along in your King James Version or whatever version of Scripture you're reading from, may be a little different, but the context is the same. Romans chapter 12, verse number 3. Paul said, I am speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does in pure grace, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is what God is and by what He does for us, not by what we are, And what we do for him. In this way we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole. Not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe wouldn't amount to much, would we if we were cut off? So we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently excellently formed and miraculously functioning parts in Christ's body. Let's go ahead and be what we were made to be. Praise God. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something that we aren't. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to begin reading with verse number 12. I'm going to read very quickly. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. 
by means of one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to be independently call our own shots, but then when we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything, this is what we are proclaiming in word and action when we are baptized. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jews or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. I want you to make this I want you to make you this make you think that you are more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If a foot says, I am not elegant like a hand embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body. Would that make sense or would that make it so? If the ear said, I am not beautiful like an eye, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the hand, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all an eye, how could it hear? And if all an ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are a part of. It is only because of what you are a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and its proper place. No part is important on its own. Can you imagine an eye telling a hand, get lost, I don't need you? Or a head telling a foot, you're fired, your job has been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way around. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it is a part of your own body, you are con con concerned with it. It makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, high or low. You give it dignity and honor just as it is without comparisons. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher if you had to choose, you wouldn't prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. Amen. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every part is involved in hurt and the healing. If one part flourishes, 
every other part enters into the exuberance. You are Christ's body. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Amen. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. My subject this morning is the body. I want you to say it with me. I, I am the body. I am the body. This is one of the most important messages that I perhaps will ever preach from this pulpit. Because if you and I can capture the picture that Scripture paints for us concerning what we are a part of, it will literally revolutionize this church and we will be a power that will be uncontainable. Amen. The human body is an incredibly marvelous work of creative genius. It is made up of 78 organs, 13 major organ systems, all working systematically to keep you alive and active. And each part has a specific role for your health and for your development, whether it's circulatory or digestive or respiratory or endocrine or immune or lymphatic or nervous or muscular or reproductive. All of those are part of your body that make you who you are. The human body is comprised of 206 bones. More than half of them are in your hands and feet. There are nearly 100 trillion cells in your body at this present moment. Human brains contain over 100 billion nerve cells carrying information throughout the body, all in order and in uh, a synchronized fashion. Your body makes every, two and a, every second two and a half million red blood cells, 250,000 white blood cells. Every month you have a new layer of skin and every three months a new skeletal system. Every square inch of your skin contains 20 feet of blood vessels, four yards of nerve cells, a 1,300 nerve cells, I should say four yards of nerve fiber, 100 sweat glands, and 3 million cells. Red blood cells are called the original frequent flyer because they were created in your bones and they make approximately 250,000 round trips in your body in a 120-day cycle. And that is at 60,000 miles per trip. They have a lot of miles racked up already. Amen. There are between 50 and 75 trillion cells, human cells in your body. The nervous system is the master control of that system. And a single neuron can handle as many as 833 impulses per second. The heart 
will beat an average of 3 billion times during an average lifetime. In one hour, your heart will produce enough energy to raise a ton of steel three feet off of the ground. The aorta is the largest artery that runs down the center of your body. It's about the size of a garden hose. But there are capillaries that work with that, and they are the smallest part. There are 10 of them that have to be put together to make a thickness the equal of your hair, one single hair. And since I'm on the subject of hair, the average person will lose a hundred strands of hair a day and you will flake off 10 billion flakes of skin. Amen. Everybody needs to get out of vacuum. Praise God. It's going to be dirty around here before the day's over. A human eye can distinguish up to a million different colors and take in more information than the largest telescope known to mankind. When you touch something, the signal travels through your nervous system to your brain at 124 miles an hour. Skin is the largest human organ, and it secretes an antibacterial substance and serves as your first layer of defense against invading microorganisms. Most bacteria that land on your skin die immediately. In the first month of life, an infant is learning so many new things that the number of connections or what they call synapses between brain cells increases from 50 trillion to 1 quadrillion in comparison if the rest of your body developed at that same rate Within one month's time, a baby would weigh 170 pounds. And yet the greatest miracle of all is it all began with two cells. No wonder the psalmist said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And the amazing part is the organization with which it works. Amen. The order in which these things cooperate with one another and how that they do it for my good. The reason that I am standing here today is because my legs have cooperated with my mind and my mind has helped me uh, get up and, and, and know what I need to do to make myself presentable in this building today. And all of these processes and all of the functions of this human body and all of the systems that are working right now have that amazing harmony about them at all time and that's what keeps your health in balance. And it is only when there is an interruption to that that you are in an unhealthy environment. When the body is healthy and functioning as it should, it has an incredible ability to heal and repair itself. If you cut your hand, blood immediately comes, but in the process there comes with that the clotting agents that are in your blood that will cause that cut to seal over. And then there's the formation of the scab. And in time, as the blood vessels bring oxygen to that part of the body, the skin will literally reheal itself and finally form that new skin. Our health is achieved when the body is able to protect itself 
against imbalances and breakdowns in foreign matters. And research is revealing today that there is a clear link in our health defense system and the foods that we eat and take into our body on a daily basis. It is a mark of maturity, I would say, when you and I come to an understanding of how important our body is. And when we begin to understand how important this body is and we only have one, amen, everybody say one, it'll make you want to take better care of it or it should. When we think of the church, we often think of it as a building and in terms of a location and a structure. But biblically speaking, when he spoke of the church, he did not speak of it in those terms. But you find him referring to it as a family or as an army or a temple or a bride. But most often the Apostle Paul spoke about the church as being a body because it is the body that best defines and describes and explains how all of us being here today that are from various backgrounds and diverse abilities and skills can work together and live together and labor together for one cause because we are part of the most important thing on the face of the earth and that is the body of Christ. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. When Paul wrote about the body and in reference to the church, he spoke of it in three ways. He talked about the unity that is in the body. There is one body, one purpose. We are connected to one body in order to be what God wants us to be. Cutting off a finger will make the finger die. Anybody that cuts themselves off from the body will die. I have to stay connected to that body to live and survive. There is a unity that must be among us at all time. That we are part of one body. We are part of one entity. And we all have our part to play. God's desire is that you and I would never allow division to creep in among us. Because division... It is, uh, it is the, the worst thing that can happen to the human body. When the, your body becomes divided uh, in whatever measure, there is an unhealthy environment that is created. But God's desire is that there be no schism. That's the word that is used in Paul's writing. Diversity leads to disunity and conflict when we compete with one another and not complement one another. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you know what? You help me be a better me. Would you do that? You help me be a better me. Amen. My diversity, when it leads to unity, will help in the overall health of the body. Not only is there a unity of the body, but there is diversity within that unity. There are many parts. There are many parts. But diversity does not denote inferiority. Amen. Each member is different, but each member is important. I could walk on my hands to church today, 
but my feet serve a much better purpose. Amen. I could, I suppose, learn how to type with my feet, but my fingers did a lot better job putting these notes together as convoluted as they may seem. My ear cannot see and my eye cannot hear and my ears cannot smell. And yet every member of my body is important for the role that it serves in my life. And I want every one of you to understand this morning that you are important to this family. You are important to this body. Amen. Amen. You are important. Our spiritual well-being depends on our understanding of our connection to his body. Amen. When we discover who we are and the role that we play, we discover a power that is unstoppable. I am convinced this morning, and I'm going to jump ahead, but I am convinced today that if the church could ever truly get to the place where we genuinely operate as a body, we would be unstoppable. We would be unstoppable. We would be unstoppable. If you could operate and I could operate in the way I'm going to say this morning, then there is nothing that could stand between us and victory. Paul taught that every part of the body is unique. Turn to your neighbor one more time and say, you're unique. Amen. You're unique. You're a one of a kind. God made you that way. You're not a freak. You are unique. I said you're not a freak. You are unique. God made you the way he made you so that you could contribute your part to his body. Amen. Amen. Every one of you serve a unique function in the body. And your usefulness to the body has everything to do with understanding the part that you play. Each part is designed not for the glory of the individual, but for the good of the whole. It is a healthy body where there is no competition between organs. Amen. My hand did not get in conflict with my feet this morning about what I need to do to get here. And my eyes didn't get in conflict with my other parts. They worked together because they understood for me to look halfway decent. I'm going to need all the help I can get. Don't look at me. You, you needed the same help this morning. Yeah. But in a healthy body, there is no reason for competition. There is no reason for me to look down on anybody or elevate myself because it takes all of us to make us who we are. That's why 
I don't need to compare myself with you or you compare yourself with me because you're different than I am and I'm different than you are. But God put us together for a purpose because together we are powerful. Together we are mighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I don't I don't think I, I would be out of turn by telling you right now that there is no jealousy in your body right now. If there is, you got a sick mind. The hidden parts, the calmly parts, the unseen parts that are all working right now to keep everything, I mean, all those billions of cells, all of those blood vessels, all of those functions, all of the organs in my body, and they're all working in harmony. They're working hand in hand. They're, they're not competing. They're not saying, oh, I'm tired of you getting all the attention. I'm tired of you getting all the praise. I wish I had that job. When we understand that we are a body, we can get comfortable with who we are and what God has created us to be. And when we get there, we become powerful. We become unstoppable when we understand that we are all here for a divine purpose and with a divine plan. Amen. There's room for everybody. Amen. There's room for everybody in the body. I said there's room for everybody. Don't ever, don't ever leave this church saying I didn't find my place here. They didn't have any room for me. There's room for everybody in the body. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hurry. An eye can't hear and nose can't see and ears can't smell. But I need all of them to be what I am. Wouldn't I look funny? Wouldn't I look freakish? If I was just all eyes, get, the, get that in your mind. That'll keep you up at late, late at night. Amen. There is no insignificant part in the body. None. You saw up here today the highlights of people that sometimes play a background role, but they are what help make greater life. People look up here and they see Brother Landon or myself or one of the other leaders up here and they think, oh man, that's, that's the church. No, no, no. This is the church right here. The people that just come faithfully, that pray faithfully, that worship faithfully, that give faithfully, that encourage faithfully. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're celebrating this morning because you are what makes this what it is. Come on, clap your hand to the Lord and give him praise. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know what? You matter. You are not just matter. You matter. Amen. Here's what God talked to me about this morning. He said, this is the problem with humanity. You view things from the top down. I view things from the inside out. You think because this man, he gets to speak that he's the most important thing. 
But if it wasn't for all those other unseen parts functioning and working, he wouldn't have a part to play. Amen. You matter. Every part is important. No one is irrelevant. When you have a member of your body that goes independent, you have a serious problem on your hand. The body can function as well as it could. It can never, I should say, function as well as it could without all its parts. And I know that you have two eyes and two ears and you have two kidneys and you have two lungs and, and, and there's a lot of things that you have two of and you could say, well, I could live without one of those. You could, but you could not live as optimally and you could not live as well. Every organ is connected for a purpose. If one part is missing, the whole body suffers. They tell me, and I, I, I remember talking to someone in which it happened. They had some toes amputated. And this is years down the road. They said, even today when I go to put my shoe on, I can sense a tingling in a toe that does not exist. Because the mind knows what it was created with and now that part is missing. Do you understand what happens to the body when you miss? You think it doesn't matter? Oh, yes, it matters. Because as a body, when we're functioning as a body, when there's a part that's not where it needs to be or a part that's missing, there's something, it hurts the whole body. It affects the whole church. And when the church is at its best, every part is contributing to the good of the whole. If we could ever understand and embrace this revelation, it would make us unstoppable. We're not competing. Amen. We're not jealous. Oh, but Brother Hughes, I just wish I could. You know what? Instead of wishing you could, why don't you do what you should? That's what will make an impact on the church. That's what will make a difference in the body is if I just realize, you know what, God, if I'm a little toe, then I'm going to be the best little toe in the body. If I am a little finger, I'm going to be the best little finger there is on the body. I'm going to do my part to play my part and be everything you have called me to be. Stand to your feet with me right now and clap your hands to the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. You know what I found out about the little finger this week? That the little finger is what helps you have the greatest amount of strength in your hand. And if it's missing, you have lost your strength to hold things. In a healthy human body, the various members cooperate. They do not compete. Amen. They cooperate. They do not compete. But not only that, they compensate. They compensate. Anybody ever stubbed your toe? What happened? Did you, did you quote your favorite Bible verse? Oh! My hands start grabbing for it. My mouth lets out this roar. My body goes into contortion. What's, what, what's it doing? 
It's trying to compensate for the hurt that has been inflicted on the body. And when we are a real body, we don't devour our wounded. You know, Madeline Murray O'Hare, the atheist of years past, had one thing right about the church. She said, it's the only institution I know of that devours its wounded. Amen. But when we're really the body, and there's somebody in the body that's hurting, we compensate, we help, we step into the gap. We fight for each other, not against each other. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're on Facebook, and you ever post an ugly post, shame on you. Because if you are part of the body and you claim you are born again and spirit-filled and Holy Ghost-filled and, and heaven-bound, you better check it. Because when a body is functioning properly, it compensates it steps in. The moment any part of my body says, I don't need you, is when I am in trouble. Each of you fulfill your role. And so here's what I'm closing with. We need each other. I need you. You need me. We need each other. That person standing beside you that irritated you, irritation or not, you still need them. That person that walked by you this morning and didn't talk to you and hurt your feelings, get over your hurt feelings. You still need them because they help make you and I what we are and who we are. We need each other. Number two, we ought to respect each other that whatever role you play, I am so thankful that you're a part of the body. Amen. Number three, we ought to have sympathy for each other. Amen. We ought to have a sensitivity that when a member of our body is hurting, we are hurting with them. And when they are rejoicing, we don't sit back and get jealous and get mad and say, well, God... I've been faithful. I pray. I give my tithes. I give my offerings. But we celebrate with them because we are part of the body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't make it without me and I can't make it without you. So get over this big stuff that you got in your head that you're so important you don't need anybody. You need me. I need you. And because of that, I'm going to respect you and I'm going to have sympathy toward you. And last of all, I am going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm not going to fight against you. I am going to fight for you because you are part of what helps make me who I am. Grab the hand of somebody or lay your hand on their shoulder, whatever is appropriate. I want us to connect in this building right now before we... 
slip out of this place. I want us to understand, church, listen to me. If we ever capture the true meaning of what the body is and how it functions, we, we are unstoppable. If we could just get comfortable with where God has put us and quit trying to compete and find something, try to be something God didn't create us to be and just fill that role that God has put us in to fill. If it's a prayer warrior, if it's just a supporter, if it's a nursery worker or a greeter or an usher or someone just to be faithful to the house of God. I want to do my part to make this body as strong as I can make it. Come on, let's pray together right now. Holy Ghost, come into this place right now. Come into this place right now. Lord, let us function and work together. Let us move and operate as you designed us to move and operate. The body, the body. We need each other, Lord. Oh, we need each other. We need the help. We need the encouragement. We need the strength. We need all of your favor upon us today, God. And we're asking you, God, to be with us. Strengthen us. Make us one. Make us one. Join us together. Solidify our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Lord, I praise you today. I thank you today. I glorify you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.